Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. Jeff is unfortunately, has been detained by a cookie. He took a bite of a cookie. And I'm Jeff Randall. There he is. <laughs> Whatever, cookie. Can't keep me down forever. <laughs> Alright, so uh, tonight we're going to be talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4, Episode 16, What If. What if. As if. <laughs> I don't think so. Mm, okay. No news. Straight to the action. Yeah, we're gonna get straight into it. We're gonna get to some news later this week. We've just been catching up on all the content, and so we're just gonna keep rolling. All content, no, f- no, all killer, no filler. Yeah, Woo. that's a great album. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> um, oh, I get it. Looping back to your music. Yeah. Um, so. Guys, uh, yeah, we're we're doing uh, we're doing. So, if you haven't seen episode sixteen, of spoiler season four, alert! Spoiler alert! We're gonna get right into it. This is the what if episode, which is where Simmons and Sky have entered the framework and try to um, save everybody. Trying to save everyone, uh, and it's just a topsy topsy turvy world, and we find out where everyone is in this framework version of reality. Um, we have Coulson, who's a teacher who yep. hates humans. No, he doesn't trust in humans. Uh, yeah, seems... Sure. And he's, you know, carving on paper now. Carving on paper now? Instead of, like, making the carvings on the wall like he did in season two. Yeah. He's now writing on paper. It's a magical place. Oh, right, 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 right. Talking about Tahiti. Yeah. Did he ever carve that, or are we talking about just him carving the symbols? I'm just... I'm I'm paralleling... Parallel, yeah. Yeah. He's done a lot of crazy writing on this show. Yeah, he has. And then we have Fitz, who is... Like, number two. Number two in Hydra, basically. In Hydra. At least it seems that way. At least he's... He, and he's basically become a real evil doctor. Yeah, he has. He's the new Whitehall. Yeah. I, I think that when they said the doctor, I was like, oh, Whitehall's still around. And yeah. Then Fitz is like, oh. I was all excited to see Whitehall dark. again. Yeah. And then it was like, ooh. Because um, Madam Hydra, who they, you know, they showed in... in um, pictures and entertainment weekly earlier in the week before the episode came out they showed the actress who plays ada being madam hydra and i was like holy crap madam hydra that's a great idea because you've got madam hydra um made a pact this i mean she was around in in like the 30s 40s right in in marvel comics continuity she made a pact with the elder god chathan who is the guy that made the dark hold and oh. this pact that she made extends her life, like gives her longevity. And as a, as a young girl, she was orphaned and raised by Daniel Whitehall, the, the Kraken, and indoctrinated into Hydra and then rose through the ranks to become one of their, one of their top people and then like split off at one point and was um, fighting against them. And then in the, new, the Secret Warriors comic, she's the one that died and was taken over by Hive and got Hive tentacles on the back of her head. Wow, okay. So she's all mixed up with the exact stuff we've been dealing with for seasons. That's kind of cool. Right. That's neat. Um, Well, I I thought Fitz being an evil doctor was pretty crazy. 
Gemma's we, dead. Gemma's dead. Or at least was murdered. Daisy, we don't really know what she's doing. Right? She's just oh, part, yeah, she's of part of Hydra. Part of Hydra. And Hydra. Ward is her boyfriend. Ward is still her boyfriend. Apparently her avatar her the night before had asked him to live with her, like move in with her. Yeah. And he was like, nah. Just, you know, I need some space. Need his space. Because he is part of the resistance. Yep. <laughs> Um, and he joined the resistance he's just because a, she's an inhuman. She's just a, he's just a double agent all over the place. Uh, that's just. That's, <laughs> I love that Simmons points it out. Ever the double agent. Uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, and like, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it before anything else gets said. There is nothing better on TV right now. There is no better TV than Agents of Shield this season. It is incredible. That's a bold statement. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, there's. I mean. You compare it to everything this season; it has been so incredibly good. There is—it's really good. There's no better TV. It's really great. I love it. You know I do. Yep. But no buts. Saying there's no better TV. Nothing better on TV right now. Westworld was pretty amazing this season. No better TV right now. Game of Thrones has been pretty pretty great for a few seasons. Eh. Game of Thrones in the past couple of seasons has kind of been meh up until like the last three episodes of the season i don't agree at all i think it's been the best it's ever been it's been boring the hell out of me (laughs) it always has though like that show is about set up the pieces and then have one big battle like that's every season it's like one or two big battles with like mostly just like lots of character development and setup, but I love that character development. That's really good television. I like the first season more than anything. And Better Call Saul is kind of amazing right now. Eh. I'm just saying, there's like some pretty prestigious shows out there that I think like are are uh, maybe a little better than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I hear you. For your taste, for your taste, this is this is your jam. This is the tops. I'm with you. I love this show. It's the bee's knees. I think it's the best uh, comic book show on television. It's the dog's bollocks. This and uh, I do like Gotham. It's the mutts, but I think this this <laughs> I think this is I think this has crossed the line. I think this is uh, currently beating Gotham right now. Yeah, Gotham's gotten a little in a bit of a rut. I feel like, and this is uh, every time I, I'm skimming through the news and I see something about Gotham, it's just like oh, Gotham's Bruce Wayne is doing another thing, and I'm like, why does anybody care about young Bruce Wayne? Like, why is he the focus of the show? Oh, it's awesome now. It shouldn't be... He shouldn't be the focus of the show. It should be about Gotham before well, he comes back as Batman. It is. It is. And it, and he is always a very small part of the seasons. Uh, but he's become more and more... Uh, well, he's getting older. Like, yeah. now he's, like, 16 or 17 now or something. And he's, like, starting to look like... Almost look like a man. And he's learning to fight. And it's, like, starting to feel... Starting to feel like you're starting to get little glimpses of Batman in him, and it's like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> this is cool. Well, so. like the last thing I read was like he's dating Selena Kyle, and I'm just like, mm, I don't know if that that's a good idea. I Seems like a it. little premature. I like it because it's never going to work out. It's going to be like the 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 love that he had that got you know he lost her, and he doesn't even have contact with her except for as Batman and Catwoman. You know, like that's going to be a cool little. That's neat. I like I like that backstory. Anyway, anyway, that's neither here nor there. But they had like a straight up Batman versus the Joker fight in this last season, and they even did it in like a funhouse mirror setting, which is like straight out of the uh, a cartoon, yeah, the animated series. It was pretty great. Anyway, so Agents of Shield, Agents of Shield, best episode they've ever had. 
you think this was the best episode they've ever had? I would put it up there with Turn, Turn, Turn. I would not. I think this episode was fine. Yeah, you and you and uh, Keith, we were talking. Keith was with us uh, last time we recorded, and uh, you and him were like, "This is the best episode." I, like, I didn't see it that way. Hmm. I think it's a fine episode, uh, but it didn't make me like. It did not blow my mind, partially because it's none of it's real. You know, you say that, but if they die there, that's it. It's game over. Sure, if they die, but all this other stuff where they're like brainwashed or whatever, I just feel like it's a what-if story. And it's a neat what-if story, but it is a what-if story. And it's a neat way to do a what-if story. Yeah, that could have lasting repercussions on the show, but as of now, I just feel, it feels like a built-in, like, reset button. Like, everything they're doing, this isn't, it's not like they've been... It's not like they're flipping the switch and Hydra's actually in control in, on Earth. No, it's there's just not, like in the, just in the framework. There's not the physical consequences other than the death. Uh, there's the emotional consequences of everybody on the team has their memories rewritten and fully believes that they are inside. Like they are, they, th- this is the world. Sure. This well, is for their now, world. Well, like I said, for now, yeah. It's, but then it's, there's going to be the emotional consequences later from when they, they realize, holy crap, all of our memories have been rewritten. Like, what was rewritten? What wasn't? What do I know? Like, yeah, is just, anything real now? That's going to make them question gonna, reality later. I don't think that's going to... If if that persists in a real way, it's going to annoy me. Because it's just going to be weird, like, having characters not know who they are. Yeah. That's not... That doesn't sound interesting to me. I don't know. I, I think you're enjoying the episode because it's cool. It's a cool episode. Right? Like... Yeah. That's what that's what you're enjoying. It's the coolness of seeing these characters in different light. Ward's back. It was neat to see Ward back. It was neat to see Ward back, especially being the good guy. Now he gets to be Kinda. Hero Ward. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Brett yeah. Dalton gets to play Hero Ward. Hero Ward that is a that is a member of Hydra, like the reverse right? of villain Ward, who's a member of Shield. Like it was pretty great. <laughs> so we're supposed to believe that. May didn't kill the girl in Bahrain. Yeah. She came back, caused some sort of incident, which gave rise to Hydra taking over to protect the, everyone from the Inhumans. Right. Um, wh- why does that... Who does that... Uh, that doesn't really affect Coulson, though. No, I guess Coulson they had was to never redo, in S.H.I.E.L.D. I guess they had to redo Coulson all the way back to his like childhood, because he has been a fan of Captain America and all this like shield stuff since a ch- since he was a child. So I guess in this version of reality they rewrote all of that. I guess. I don't know, man. Um everybody's saying that it seems like this uh the framework is a what if uh story of when like if Captain America failed to stop Hydra from coming up in the Winter Soldier and that's not accurate. Right. Because all of the framework seems to be like all of Hydra being in power for, in the framework seems to stem from the Bahrain incident going the way that May regrets it not going. Sure, it seems like the, the Project Insight never happened in this universe, right? So, like the kid Which, came if over. Those who don't remember is the is the Hydra plan from uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, right? Uh, because they never got to that stage. Yeah, they didn't like, have to because before, of the Bahrain girl. Before anything Tony Stark did, before any of that. Well, was Bahrain before Tony Stark? We don't know. I think so. It had to have been before S.H.I.E.L.D. started. Uh, well, no, it was a S.H.I.E.L.D. mission. No, no, but... no, I mean before the show. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Before the show. It was before the show started. But it, we don't know how, lo- how long before. 
Right, right. Or, or do we? I don't, we may, we may know. Is it? Uh, there may be like an actual timetable somewhere. You look it up. See, see when Bahrain happened. Okay, so we we may just not know. Uh, so so it's it's possible that Iron Man would have existed, but not be maybe at the peak of his powers. It, 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 we know it happened probably before the Avengers happened, like the the movie Avengers happened. It had to have because it was before Coulson's death. Yeah, it was <clears throat> it was before Coulson really got to be where he was in Shield. So I would assume that it would happen before Iron Man, like just. Well, we don't really know based on what I'm thinking. what his position in <laughs> Shield was. Really, he could yeah. he was just an agent, as far as we know, in all the Iron Man movies. His position in Shield as director and all that just didn't come about till, um, till the show, you know, right? Till the end of the first season. Even in the first season, he was still just a just an agent, you know, one yeah. of many. Right up until he became director. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so we the, just don't know. The, the what if in this is really just that Bahrain happened, and then immediately after that, they brought the little girl to the States, and in Cambridge, Massachusetts, she did something to basically kill a lot of people, yeah. and that's what set off all of the, all of the, um, the, thing, the series of events that brought Hydra to power. Right. And all of that happened before the movie, so at no point did... Like, Captain America wasn't even awake yet. Yeah, probably not. So, he he's not there to stop Hydra. Right. So there you go. It's he, not about if he Captain wakes America up, too. If he, I guess he will never wake up, because there's no shield to go find him. Right. So it would be awesome if Captain America shows up in the what if. Oh, God. Like, if... Um, Chris Evans is just suddenly there. Like, they, they uncover him. No, what if what if Sky's just like, wait, wait a minute. I have an idea. I have an idea. <laughs> I know Let's to... go to the frozen north. <laughs> so good. That would be cool. And they wouldn't even have to necessarily show Chris Evans. Just, like, thaw him out and send him. And then suddenly just you see, like, a blue and red streak just running through the Hydra base, just destroying everyone. <laughs> Shield and all. would be great. Oh, man. That would be, yeah, it, it would be. It would be really cool. But the thing is, we never saw Mace. Where's Mace? What's Mace doing? We never saw Mac. We know what Mac's doing. He's got his little girl, and they're living their happy oh, that's life. That's right. That's right. Um, we didn't even see him this episode. We didn't that's see right. him this episode. We didn't see Mace this episode. We don't know oh, what wow. his regret was that got fixed and where he is, where he ended that's up. A, that's the thing I don't like about this episode is this is supposed to be them all ha- having fixed their regrets and made them happier people. But it seems to be a really dark universe for that to be the case. And it's almost like, well, they, it's that classic they thing. Their major regret is all it is. And right. But it's the classic thing of like, I don't know. It, it like almost took away their purpose. Grass is always greener. Right. Like, Oh, if I had fixed that one regret, Oh, well that would have let Hydra come to power. And that, that's Do you the, want that's that? Point. Is that is what it, you want? Is that really healing them like Ada has been talking about? It seems weird that sending May to be basically a, a villain at the, at the top of Hydra. Number three. Yep. Is somehow ha- giving her a better mental state. Um, I think it's mostly an exercise in like, see, this is why this regret, or this is why this incident happened the way that it did. Right. You can't regret it. Like, 
Otherwise, things would get bad. Right. <laughs> it's just an extended simulation of, <laughs> of why you need to live the life that you have. Yeah, just, uh, be thankful <laughs> for the life that you have. Don't right. Don't wish for the greener grass because it's not, well, it's cracked up to be or whatever. Yeah, the green grass is because it's a Hydra logo. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Apparently Hydra neutralized Shield Academy. Killed 200 people, mm-hmm. buried them in a mass grave right outside of D.C. That was pretty gross when Jimbo woke up in that. Yep. When I saw her, like, when her hand came out of the ground, I was like, Zombie! Zombie! Well, I, was Zombie! Like, I was like, there's no way she dug out of the grave. Right. And then I was Not like, six oh, feet. that makes Come sense. On. She's just like barely, she's in a shallow gra- mass grave. Shallow mass grave. So and then she looks back and sees like, gnarling decrepit yeah, guy that like, was real gross kind of a an odd thing um in the framework why is why is Gemma's body okay well she does like, look a little rough i mean she looks rough and she sounds rough like well, she hasn't so, had anything to drink I in think, a minute i think Gemma. i think the actress who plays Gemma just had a cold like for real like <laughs> I, I i like think she she lost her voice that didn't seem like a elizabeth henstridge yeah that doesn't seem like uh she is having a hard time, or like, um, that didn't seem on purpose. That seemed like the actress was just actually having a hard time speaking. What if the night before, here's a what if, what if like the night before they went to film all of her scenes, she's just like driving around on the interstate screaming at the top of her lungs with the radio just to try to like trash her voice as much as possible so that she can do Yeah, I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt it. (laughs) That's what I would do. That's dedication to the role. That's right. Speaking of driving on the interstate, I was driving on the interstate yesterday. Yes. Going about 70 miles an hour, like, like you, do. you do. And on the opposite side of the interstate, someone passed me. A big truck going about 80 or 90 miles an hour on the wrong side of the interstate. Oh, God. Full speed. In the what would what would be their fast lane, thinking that he's on a two lane road of some type. I don't know what he was thinking. Oh my god! I honestly don't know if he was on drugs or what, but he is going the wrong way, and I mean not just like tentatively turning onto the interstate and going, "Oh shit, I need to turn around." No, he was going like ninety miles an hour, and people were swerving to miss him, and he was just still just going, just going and going and going, and. We were like, oh my gosh, dude, that guy is going to die. And we were like watching this from afar. And we're driving down the interstate going 70. He goes, speeds past us. And then we see he crests a hill. And we're like, oh my gosh. Because then you can't even see what's in front of you, you know? Yeah. So he's cresting this hill. And we're like, oh. And, and it's on a bridge. We were like, this is not going to be good. <laughs> Death is happening here. We get over the hill. To, and we're like, it's fully expecting to see just a fireball or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we don't see him. He's just gone. He didn't pull over. He's nowhere to be seen. There's no wreck. And we're like, what happened? Ten minutes go by. We make it about ten more miles down the road. And then suddenly our side of the interstate is all clogged up. And then we see what it's clogging it up. It's that truck. The guy had finally, I guess, realized his mistake after going... the wrong way on the interstate for like 10 miles. This was not a short trip. This was 10 miles at least that we saw. And then you can see where he had bust through the barrier 
on the right side of the interstate and pulled onto our side of the interstate, burst through the like barrier, the metal barrier on our side. Oh god! And his car completely destroyed. All the wheel, the two of the th- four wheels were just torn off the car. The whole front end was gone. Like it was just the car had gone down into the ditch and then jumped back out of the ditch and landed in the center of our interstate. And amazingly, no one was wrecked on either side of the road. So just hit his car. It was just him. Just him. And his, like, it looked like a car that explodes. In uh, Grand Theft Auto, you know, like after it explodes, that little hunk of metal, right? On it, it was, it looked like just the frame of a car that had exploded in, in, in Grand Theft Auto, sitting there, and we were like, "Oh my gosh!" And we look because we're like one of the first five or six cars to see him. We pull up and we're like, we're looking around to see if he's okay, see if he's in the car. He's not in the car. His his airbags had deployed. We drive another like two miles. And then we just see a shirtless dude <laughs> running down the interstate, looking back at his burning like car. It's not actually burning, but like his like destroyed car, like darting his eyes around, and he's just running. <laughs> not not trying to flag anyone down, not trying to get in a car. He's just running down the interstate, just booking like it. trying to get away. I guess like he did something. He obviously he did do something he wasn't supposed to do, but like. It was crazy. It was it was a really crazy <laughs> thing to witness. Sorry, I know that's unrelated to Agents of Shield, but I felt like I should share that on the podcast because it was probably the most intense traffic thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was crazy. I yeah i I have no I have no comparison. It was nuts. That. So, Agents of Shield. <laughs> I digress. I guess we've just only seen the two characters and where there are May, well three Fitz May and Coulson. Fitz May Colson, yes. I really liked Gemma's uh, reaction to herself having a hard time because she keeps thinking the bots are people. Right. That was real funny. Uh-huh. Do you think Fitz knows he's in the framework? I doubt it. It seems like none of them do because they've all had their memories rewritten from what they're saying. Yeah, but my question is, Madam, he's smart. Yes. He would probably figure it out. Madam Hydra is telling him, she told him, I cut off one route for their escape. And now, and that could be just like physical escape, but uh, I can almost see like him knowing he's in the framework, but having no memory of the outside world, like his only desires to like work within the matrix or something. I don't know. It was just a thought I had. Yeah. She was so open with him about, Cutting off their exit plan, which so now our our, our our heroes are also stuck. Yeah, I mean they they wanted to get out, they wanted to hop out. Yep, couldn't do it. Nope. Um, it you know it's a, it's a good thing to to think about. Like, what if he was actually talking about the framework itself? Like, what if he's saying like I have to protect everything that we built here because he was part of it. You know. Yeah. Kind of. Hum. It's probably talking about Hydra. <clears throat> yeah, probably. I'm just talking about them escaping or whatever. Uh, but she was hiding, oh, excuse me, she was hiding um, pictures of these, you know, these insurgents or whatever, whatever they called them. Um, she was hiding pictures of them from him. And <coughs> subversives, right? Subversives, that's the one. 
Which um, is an interesting way of putting it because uh, it, it, it was, it's a common term for such people, uh, but it means kind of like uh, subverting the narrative or whatever. It's kind of the like uh, the the implication which is is subverting not Hydra, but they're actually subverting the entirety of this uh, this reality. Reality, yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked that. Colson remembered. <laughs> yeah, God, that that particular Daisy? that particular word, like him just saying Daisy like that, made me tear up and gasp and just no. like I got all of the emotions right there. That's great. They I'm glad you enjoyed this episode me. that much. I liked it. I didn't. I just didn't get as a. Uh, I was not as impacted by this episode as you were. Yeah. Um. I was. Last week's was, as we said last week, that's, that was my, or last two months ago, whenever that last episode was, that was my favorite episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. ever. Okay. Um, and I think it was amazing. I still stand by that one. Um, but this one, to me, seemed like they're just setting the pieces for something really cool. But I'm actually, as we discussed uh, last episode, uh, we were talking about S.H.I.E.L.D., I think, I'm, I'm, I really hope they make it to a season five. Because... It seems like they might be stuck in the framework for a while, and I really don't want the, this series to end with a what if. Yeah, I don't want that to be it. Yeah. I want them to get out and, and do better. Do things. Come on. Do some things in the real world, people. Come on. So, <clears throat> another question that we need to ask is, where is Radcliffe? Oh, that is a good question, because he is the real Radcliffe. Yep. He's just dead. <laughs> He's just dead outside. And I do think that he, I think he's going to fight to dist- to, to bring her down, bring Ada down. Well, yeah. From inside the framework, which is super fun. You uh, killed me, Ada. How dare you? Now I'm in here. I'd really I'm like stuck. Radcliffe to show up with like Neo powers because he just understands the framework. <laughs> he can just rebuild it to however he feels like. Or do whatever. He's like stopping bullets and stuff. <laughs> We get some straight up, straight up Matrix action. That's what they should, they need to do in this episode. That'd be amazing if someone like develops Matrix powers because they. I can see the code. I can see the code. <laughs> either, either, either. Like it'd be amazing if Radcliffe did because he understands the, the code like literally. Yeah, and he saw the dark hold. And then Fitz does too because he's the same kind of smart. And then we have like a bullet time fight between Radcliffe and Fitz. <laughs> he's so good. Uh, it would probably be more of a bullet time fight between Radcliffe and Ada. That's true. Which would also be very emotional for him. Right. And her. And her. Um, oh, that's, uh, does the Darkhold exist in this reality? I, I, I would guess. I don't know, man. I don't know that it has the same power, because they don't have, Ada didn't have it to program. Right, right. She read part of it, but she didn't read the whole thing. It doesn't have, and it seems to rewrite itself to communicate with the person who's using it. So Yeah. She definitely didn't get all of the Darkhold's information to program. I mean I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. It seems like the uh the Darkhold gives you um it gives you a path to what it is that you want. Or what it, what you think that you want, or what it thinks that you want, but like a, like a gin kind of path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, oh yeah, you get this, but it's bad. You only thought you wanted it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. Ah, this is a good episode. Um, 
are there any other questions that we need to ask about it? I think we should just watch the promo for the next one. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do that. Woo. We're going to watch the promo for next week. So if you don't want to stick around, we understand. We're the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU if you want to get in touch. We're going to watch the promo for next week and talk about it right now. Well, 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 what do you think? I'm so excited! Can you hide it? Nope! <laughs> you see me not? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we're getting the, the questions answered. Where's uh, Where's Mace? Where's Radcliffe? Mace is the leader of the Resistance. Yeah. He's the leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. makes sense. That just makes so much sense. <coughs> Excuse uh. And then Radcliffe is, I guess, helping him, or, or Gemma they're, finds they're, him? They're trying. They're, they seek Radcliffe, because, which makes a lot of sense, because he's the architect of this world in many ways. <laughs> Ergo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then there's just conflict. There's conflict everywhere. And then Fitz is like brainwashed to, to love Ada. I mean, Madame Hydra. Madame Ada. I wonder if Ada is... She just wants love. I wonder if Ada is in communication with this Ada. Like, if this is... If she is... If she's seeing, got a link. Yeah, if she's linked up to this Ada or not. I mean, could be. Could be. She's and if so, it's a little creepy, Ada. She's a robot. Stop making... It's like, we've had <clears throat> we've had many situations where uh, a nerd creates a love bot. Yeah. It's rare that a bot creates a nerd love. <laughs> I yeah, created like, a nerd love world where I can be a real boy. Where 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 she gets to have love loving times with the nerd boy. I like that it got that that, yeah. that trope is that trope flipped. is flipped. Yeah, yeah, I like <laughs> it. <laughs> well, another question: Where's where's? I mean, I'm I'm just adding more to it. Where's Radcliffe's love? Because she died while connected to the framework, so yeah. she should be in there. Oh, I hope he's with her. That would <sighs> be sweet. That would be sweet. They can be together at last. Yeah. Forever. Until they destroy the framework at the end of the season. Damn. That Just would kidding. suck. Uh, yeah, they probably won't. I have a feeling the framework will be around. It'll be a neat thing, like, in two seasons where they just, like, need to meet someone, so they hook up to the framework and go meet in the framework somewhere, you know? Like, <laughs> they just treat it like a training ground or something. Or just, like, communications or... Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. You need to meet up someone in a clandestine way, just, like, meet them in the framework. <laughs> mm. It seems easily hackable. Possibly. I mean, Daisy hacked it. She did. But, as we know, Daisy's a master hacker. That's fair. And a master fighter. And a master earthquake machine. (laughs) (laughs) She's she's got too much. What do they call it? Mary Sue? Is that what it is? When someone's too good at everything? I don't know. It's what they accused... um, a lot of people accused uh, The Force Awakens of her being a Mary Sue because she's just like, she's just so good at everything. <laughs> That's why we like her. That's, <laughs> and I don't know. I never thought about Daisy that way, but she kind of is. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Anyway. Sky now. Uh, yeah, I keep going. <laughs> That's true. I keep calling her Sky. I mean, she's Daisy, but now she is kind of Sky again. So, But she's still kind of Daisy. Yeah, so we'll see. Whatever. Um, 
I'm all in though. I'm excited. This this looks good. Yeah, man. Let's throw it down. I'm I'm looking forward to the the uh, the next episode. Yeah. It just it looks like the trailer gave me that feeling of like, oh god, I need to be on the edge of my seat, but I'm behind a microphone, so I can't do that right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for not dropping my microphone from the edge of the seat. You're welcome. Um, I have a little bit of control, <laughs> a modicum, as it were. So yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm I think I'm good. I'm ready to ready to watch this next episode. Yeah, uh, we'll be back with you guys uh, with with our final Iron Fist episodes this week, and hopefully before the end of the week, we'll be get back together for some more Agents of Shield. Hell yeah! I'm all yeah, about it. woo! We're back on. We're back on it. Back at get back at the. Back at the helm of the regular, yeah. Well, back at the regular consistent content coming out. We're excited. <laughs> um, all right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Until next time, true believers.